This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. The next story is posted by Reddit user Donner. The title of this story is Quarantined in the Dorms and the Ensuing Chaos. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. Hello, what follows is the story behind what happened to the floor you are now likely walking through. I don't know if you're a contractor, a janitor, a police officer, or the fucking dean of the university. I thought that, given the absolute depravity of the state we've left the dorm after being trapped up here for three months, you deserve at least to know what happened. Good luck with it. When I got the email just as I was stressing for a midterm, my dumbass was laughing and clapping. The dean was cancelling college for the rest of the semester, and there was nothing to do but chill in the dorms and relax. That elation didn't last very long once I got the second email. About my dorm building in particular, which apparently was stricken with the strain way more than any other part of campus. You wouldn't know judging by my floor of the dorm. Everything seemed fine for the most part, other than the odd stockpiling of toilet paper. Not being able to leave the dorms kind of sucked almost as much as class after a week or so. We were strongly encouraged not to venture floor to floor as to limit the spread of infection. Food was delivered to us by the elevator at specified times. There wasn't much else to do but eat at first. Hardly any TV, movies, or games. I can't even jerk off, because where the fuck is my roommate going to go? What am I gonna ask him to leave? Our floor consisted of two main halls, the girls' hall and the boys' hall, and separate bathrooms for each hall. It was amazing watching everyone step up. Take jobs like cleaning and collecting trash. One of the smarter guys even started checking up on everyone to see if anyone got sick and keep track of everyone. After some time, everyone gathered in the floor's lobby, and we realized that not a single person on the floor was sick. As long as the doors and staircases to other floors were kept on lockdown, we could all get out of this without ever having to be bedridden on the dorm's terrible box springs. When some of the boys were appointed to watch the staircases that could be a potential source of infection for the whole floor, I realized that this multi-month quarantine was going to get a little bit Lord of the Flies. There was no way I could have known just how fucked up this floor would become at the time. Things seemed great for a while. Everyone was nice and professional about it all and took responsibility for preventing everything from sucking. There were movie nights and occasionally the CDC guys would send us something nice, like popcorn and soda. They really should have sent a sociologist and a police officer, and some beer. A series of events occurred. I already mentioned that the staircases to the floors above and below us had a dedicated watch schedule that some of the boys maintained 24-7 to prevent anyone from infecting the floor. But look, it only took a week for everyone to figure out that we could do just about whatever we want. Parties were held nearly every night in the lobby probably channeling everyone's frustration into loud music and dancing. Beer and liquor were drunk openly at these parties, for as long as the contraband lasted anyway. Everyone was drinking, listening to music, and staying up all night. I participated sometimes, but there was only so much partying I could take before I would rather just sit in my dorm all day. Everything changed when some barriers started to break down and some negotiations were held. Some lucky guys just so happened to have shared the floor with their girlfriends. So obviously they wanted to swap roommates around so they could be in the same room together. I had heard people fucking before the quarantine, but that was when they knew that it could get you kicked out of the dorm. After they realized the rules were effectively gone, shit, fucking was all around you, above, below, across the hall, on your way to the bathroom, 
moans and grunts muffled only by thin doors. I often wondered if anyone was thinking about the fact that we would likely run out of condoms, just like we ran out of beer. Our Ra, the one person on the floor who's supposed to uphold the rules, didn't exactly give a shit before we were all trapped. She lost all authority the moment the boys started establishing a chain of command anyway. The longer we were trapped the fewer people cared. It wasn't long before you could find people smoking it up right in the lobby. And here's the big problem. Mr. Dean of the college, channeling all your frustration into sex and substances is fine for a while. But you can run out of substances. And once that happens, all that's left is sex. A lot of sex. I remember when at one of the floor's weekly meetings, some motherfucker had a brilliant idea to get rid of boredom, date nights. The way he pitched it to everyone was genius. Hey, he said. A slight smirk on his lips. This is a great opportunity to really get to know someone. And even if you don't click all the way, it'll let us make friends and give us something to do. And everyone nodded their heads and agreed. The girls seemed to think the idea was cute. But really we all knew that while the pre-existing couples on the floor had been fucking, they had been annoying all us single people and making us horny at the same as we were bored as hell. I had been sitting in my dorm with my male roommate night after night. Forced to listen to the loud clapping and moaning before snoring. And the presence of another guy in the room meant we couldn't do a thing about it. I was so fucking frustrated I started to wish both me and my roommate were gay. Hell, I started to feel a little bit gay. I would gladly suck a dick just to have something to do. More on that later. That all changed after date night started. The tension and frustration were so evident and whoever you got paired that sex started to be a given. A lot more fucking was heard all around on date nights. And after that. Almost every night was a chorus of frustration. It didn't take long before almost everyone had someone to snuggle up to and fuck the boredom out with. Now, Mr. Dean, you might be wondering why I'm going into such painful detail on the sex lives of those who ruined this building over the past few months. It's because, like I said earlier, we had little else to do. See, most video games I would have been playing had been cancelled. Most new movies had been cancelled. The internet was fast sure. But you can't browse the internet all day for long before that too just wasn't enough. Without alcohol or weed, without things to watch or even homework to do for Christ's sake, with no rules, don't be surprised if a bunch of people in small cramped spaces turns into absolute cavemen eventually. Even the most prudent and uptight can't help but get swept up in it all. Thank God no one had the virus, and thank God no one had STDs either. The first time I stumbled into my dorm room to find my roommate fucking some girl doggy style, I promptly left. But sometimes when I would stumble in, I actually needed something. He would stop and they would kinda wait for me to grab it and go. But it started becoming routine. It was kinda exciting to just waltz in there without a care. Eventually, that barrier broke down as well. And when I would walk in, he wouldn't even stop banging. He would just keep going. Harder even. And all it took was one night when the three of us were just hanging out. For the cavemen and cavewomen really stopped giving a fuck. I'll never forget the smile on his face. He was sitting on the bed with his girl, just playing cards. It wasn't abnormal for him to ask me to leave when he wanted to fuck his girl. And one day he looks over to me and takes a breath like he was about to say something like he was about to ask me if I can leave. But then he doesn't say anything. Instead, he just has a little smile because he's just realized that neither of us really care. And he could just fuck her regardless of whether or not I'm here. It was fun for both of us, just not even bothering. Enjoying how ridiculous it was to just ignore social conventions like that. I think it turned her on too. The way we just didn't care. And so in smooth transition he started making out with her. Slowly motioned her to lie back. And then just pulled her clothes off and started banging. And he banged hard. It was, at the time, 
still a bit too weird for me to just start jerking it, or join in. So I just watched with amusement and enjoyed the entertainment in between reading the news about the virus. Earlier I told you that you should have sent a sociologist, not a psychologist because this phenomenon of boring sex and breaking down barriers wasn't just confined to my dorm room. The whole floor had started noticing and acting on some strange impulses. It really started in earnest when nothing more than a party, where two girls had a brilliant idea. What if we, like, just made out? Right here in the middle of the dance floor, with everyone watching. Wouldn't that be wild? And so they did, and it was pretty wild. And everyone cheered and laughed at first. But the thing is, we sort of expected them to stop kissing after a few seconds or so. And we certainly didn't expect them to start fingering each other. But after watching them for a few minutes the cheering stopped. And instead, guys and girls were just standing there, watching them go at it, from kissing to fingering to licking and more. Eventually, we couldn't take it. Up till this point, this critical point, Everyone had some sense of minimum public decency. If you're horny, go back to your dorm and fuck. Maybe make a joke about it before you go. Maybe, if you're really horny, have a threesome. There had been rumors of that happening. There was an unspoken rule that sex was sort of to be kept confined. Not out in the open. Not constant. But once someone had violated that rule, it simply ceased to exist. And that's how something like 30 people didn't go back to their dorms as they watched two hot blondes go down on each other. No, instead, everyone held their breath. The room was tight with tension. We weren't watching the show anymore. Everyone was looking around at each other. Guys stood next to their girls, started teasing them a little bit. Just a little ass grabbing, a kiss here or there. Until that motherfucker, that same motherfucker that brought about all of this decided to slide his hand down his girlfriend's pants for all to see. We all saw it. Everyone was looking at him. Everyone saw that as he slid his hand down, his girlfriend didn't swipe it away. No, she grabbed his hand and guided him into her short shorts and kissed him deeply. No one could help themselves after that. There wasn't even cheering or laughing. Every girl and guy that knew each other just started making out like a wave spreading across the room. Discipline was completely gone. Any notion of social decency was gone. And all that was left was a bunch of bored, frustrated, horny bodies. There was only one thing to do. Fuck like there's no tomorrow. Fuck like you don't give fuck. Do it however and wherever you want in front of whoever the fuck you want. The club music was still playing while the lights were turned down just a bit, and 30 clothed bodies became 30 naked ones. The couches and chairs of the lobby, and almost the entire floor had bouncing. Naked people spread about. I remember just sitting in the chair. Some girl I didn't even know was blowing me. Some other girl started riding me. Watching it all, I saw the raw passion. Hell. We would kiss and fuck anyone in that room just to make it that much hotter. And that's how there came to become stains over a lot of the floor, starting with the lobby. The smell and sound of sex wasn't just a 9pm slightly muffled sound. It was fucking everywhere. Everyone stopped being normal. There was hardly any talking anymore. You could be watching a movie in the lobby, and some guy and girl who hardly know each other would be 69ing right in front of you. The bathrooms kinda became co-ed as many couples would shower together or fuck in front of the mirrors. You'd be amazed at just how much just 15 guys can shell out with that much fucking every day when they really don't have much to do but sleep in bone and don't want for much else. Of course, when everyone just fucks and comes like it's nothing, what's the point of even closing the door? What's the point of being subtle anymore? Why care about anything? People stopped organizing around keeping things clean and keeping everything from getting damaged. Those couches and chairs in the lobby, as dirty as a casting couch. And it must sound deranged to you Mr. Dean, but we really didn't give a fuck. 
It was kinda fucking hot to fuck a girl rough while shoving her face into the couch cushions that smelled like and contained the sex of two dozen other people. The only time someone closed a door was when they were doing something really fucked up. Apparently, some guy figured out a way for him and his girlfriend to do bondage. They did plenty else I assume. One of my favorite girls to fuck was some crazy bimbo with fetishes that were even crazier. She was mostly quiet but was a cum-dump fuck slut horny bitch. Most of us just ignored the copious cum stains. But not this girl. No she liked that shit. She liked wearing them. She had an outfit. She had leggings. A shirt. A bra. And panties all stained with cum from head to toe and wore it non-stop. I don't even know how she got that much within the first month. But she left her door open. And everyone knew that anytime you really wanted to rough up a girl and nut anywhere you want. She was always ready and willing. Apparently. When she was 18 or so she got surgery just so she could take all the cum in her pussy she wanted without care. She told me a few stories about her mom too, but there's already enough depravity in this note. I will definitely miss having that girl across the hall. We lost a lot of time in that state. I couldn't be bothered to even keep track of what day it was. Kinda like a summer where you have nothing to do and can't remember what day of the week it is. My sleep schedule and everyone else's were so fucked up, you could hardly tell sunset from sunrise. They hadn't bothered this whole time to tell us when we would be able to go home. And everyone started kinda assuming we'd just be here forever. Oh. And it turned out both I and my roommate might have been a little bit bisexual. Due to the complexities of living arrangements, both I and my male roommate would sleep with our girlfriends every night. On opposite sides of the room, our beds would shake and we would pound day and night right in front of each other. Occasionally we would swap girls, just to have some fun. But one night we came back to a surprise. The girls had pushed the beds together into one corner of the room and simply sat there waiting for tonight's fun. When we got back we felt some hesitation, but it was pretty normal for hesitation to be ignored around here. Before long the four of us were fucking right next to each other. Then the girls made out, and then we all just started making out with each other. Let me tell you when I got the news that I would be quarantined. I definitely didn't expect to be sucking and taking dick and loving it a few months later. Needless to say, those beds stayed together for the rest of the quarantine. We washed the sheets, Sometimes, you know on a less sexual note, cuddling with three other people post-sex every night is a nice way to fall asleep. Now that it's time to leave tomorrow, all of this has stopped, thank God. Something had been hanging over all of us the longer we were trapped here. And hearing the news that we would be free soon restored some sense of normality. The same cum stains kinda gross me out now, now that I know tomorrow my life will be normal again. The girls are a lot less relaxed about things. We tried to clean up a bit. I promise, as we felt bad for letting things go so far. But honestly, you might as well throw out all the beds and replace all the carpet. Hell, I don't know. Maybe looking around the place, demolishing and rebuilding from scratch might be the more appealing option. So what should be your takeaway Mr. Dean? Half of everything is broken, and everything else is come stained in a fucking biohazard. Next time you have to quarantine seven floors of 30 college freshmen each in a confined space for months with human civilization nearly coming to halt all around them. Try sending some beer. Maybe some video games and consoles.